Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 197 of the No Podcast. We are No Outside Food or Drink, the Southeast premier and timely video game podcast. Tonight, Sony, Sony, Shonies. Who wants some Shonies? <laughs> nah. Good ass breakfast buffet. That is a Georgia reference, I, I think. At least the Southeast. Yeah. <laughs> Southeast premier video game breakfast. Very Shonies. hard to find them now, too. There's one. It's only about an hour away. It's very I, dangerous. I know where one is. <laughs> probably about mm, twenty. Oh, it's closer to you. Some minutes away. Yeah, it's closer to you. That's dangerous. Uh, not Shonies, but Sony shows off new hardware. Capcom fights for our attention? Question mark. What could this be? Uh, Bethesda.net launcher to be retired. Where will we play our Fallout games now? Atlas announces Soul Hackers Two. Tessler's going to fill us in on what that is. No Call of Duty in 2023, another question mark. And we have your March PlayStation Plus games that were announced today, and it's actually a good month, in my opinion. We will discuss with the other combatants on this podcast. I'm Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Newsmaster Brant McKee. What's up? And resident Neko trainer, <laughs> Cesar Concepcion the second. Hello. Trainer of the Nekos. He's speechless. He's fidgeting with something. Let's get right to it. Sony showed off some hardware. Not Shonies. What kind of hardware is that, sir? What is that? It is going to match my PlayStation 5. It won't be matching y'all's <laughs> PlayStation 5. Uh, the PlayStation blog unveiled via the PlayStation blog. Uh, your first look at the headset design for PlayStation VR 2. I feel like we've seen like concept art, and we've definitely seen the controllers. The um, it's not Dual Sense, it's something like that. VR Two Sense controller. Yeah. Uh, but we're we're getting our first glimpse of this new headset. I think it looks incredible. Uh, the one cable is not going to be a deal breaker. I don't I don't believe. I kept seeing that like everybody's or a lot of people's initial reactions I saw on Twitter was like, why the one cable? One cable. Like, and then zooming in and, like, circling the cable. It's like, we knew it was going to have a cable. It's not right, a surprise. They, right. they talked to, they've been talking about this thing for, I don't know, it feels like six months that we've seen drip information from this thing, so. Right, and I'm only alluding to the convenience of the Oculus Quest, but we are pretty sure at this point that these specs are going to destroy the convenience of having the all-in-one Oculus Quest. You know, it's going to be two different environments. Yeah. Um, there were some other details unveiled. I thought they were somewhere else in this article. Uh, you're going to have rumble in the headset. We knew that. Yes. Now we get trauma <laughs> as we, uh, drive into walls. Yeah, um, it's going to knock you back. <laughs> oh God. What was that? Wrong move. I thought there was a better breakdown than this actual blog post. Um, well, I mean, they did, you know, they talked about the positive feedback. They did talk about, yeah. uh, the, how they've reduced the weight a good bit, it's much lighter and yeah. the ergonomics have it balanced on your head better. They're keeping that same adjustable headband, which a lot of people have said that's one of the best concepts for VR. Oh, it's God. Yeah. I have spent my time accessorizing my Oculus quest two or whatever they're calling it now. To fit like the PlayStation VR because it has such a comfortable fit to it. Uh, the lenses will now actually be adjustable as well. 
to where you can get them closer to your face or a little farther away, adjust them you know, as needed. Key. I'm hoping that company, there's a company that makes prescription lenses for the Quest where you don't have to have your glasses or contacts on in there. So I know that'll help uh, a couple of us, at least two of us on this podcast. I've never done that, but uh, another podcast that I listened to, they had two of the three people order those and have real good success with them. Sound like the the eight out of nine people would tell you that you uh, chew bubble gum will prevent cavities. <laughs> <laughs> it uh apparently they're not too expensive either, but I share a headset in this household with the missus, so it wouldn't. Oh, prescription's pretty close. But it's never too much of a thing for us just to pop in contacts and to get that experience. Uh, I know the missus over here, she wears glasses. And I know at least the the PlayStation VR, when she's worn it a couple times, it's you're able to still wear your glasses. And it's, a, yeah. you know, a comfortable fit. It is cozy. So, that is a good-ass headset. That is still, is still the best VR yeah. headset I've tried on is that launch PSVR one. So if they improve on that, that's going to be that's going to be good stuff. And I'm trying to find where it is. I thought I heard something about, yeah, a new vent designed. Um, to prevent fog to, and yeah, yeah it improves and airflow. airflow. Yeah, that's another. It's another barrier to full enjoyment of these. Still, I think, especially the way they've tended to lean towards exercise stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, Beat Saber is going to be featured for you know prominently when this thing launches it's going to be if you don't have beat saber on that thing day one you're missing a, a big mass appeal part of that i'm hoping we can do that Moonrider thing that i've been telling y'all about on the on the quest the the free saber is friend of the show dale has coined it <laughs> search for whatever song you want and play it mm-hmm. yeah free saber uh but this looks good i mean I, are we all three day one adopters at this point if we can get one if we can get one yeah, yeah. I'm kind of I'm kind of with everybody else posting the uh, the Bruce Wayne meme asking, does it come in black? Because, mm. I mean, now that I've switched the face plates to black on my PS5, yes, it would it would match better if it <laughs> don't worry. It's came gonna, in they're, black. They're going to sell you something black to switch on there later. So. Something that you yeah. can pop on. Uh, as, as I remind friend of the show, Jeremy, very often, Brant, when it's on your head, you have no clue. Uh <laughs> He he found a headset that he wanted, but it was like bright purple and pastel pink and purple. And I was like, if that's the one you want, get it. It's going to be on your head. You're never going to know when you're using it. What does it matter? And he still uses that headset to this day. So, I mean, I wouldn't pick it out either, but it's going to be on your head and yeah. you'll be listening to it. It doesn't really matter what it what it looks like. So, But this looks great. It's a uh, I'm just I'm so thankful we all had very good impressions with PlayStation VR, and I've had good press, good impressions with other types of VR. Uh, I'm glad they stuck with this. It wasn't just a pet project. They've kept going with it, and I think that's been a key part of keeping this technology relevant and talked about. I think Oculus is propped up on a lot of the groundwork that PlayStation VR laid down. They made it much more approachable than having a big, beefy PC and having to have Steam VR and all that kind of stuff. It you probably already had a PlayStation 4 when that came out, and this thing just hooks up to it and goes. Now, they may have an issue if this launches and PS5s aren't super common. Do you think that would be something they run into? Not only that, the price barrier. Because, I mean, you remember the initial launch of the VR over here. What was it, like 400 bucks, Close to 500 I did not. Like that. Yeah, I did not get immediately. So... 
a lot of people are kind of speculating, will this be another $500 thing? So with the like packed with OLEDs and the sound, yeah. things, it, there's, there's some expensive tech in there. It's not, yeah, there is. And the cameras was like forward facing cameras that have the eye tracking stuff in there. It's, it's going to be an early adopter. You know, you're going to be getting some, some big tech in that big tech. You're going to be getting some new tech in that early adopter package. Maybe they'll put some software or something in there with it that'll be a com- another compelling buy. I like the concept of not having to have the camera and the move controllers and all that other stuff. This just seems like those sense controllers look so comfortable. I would love to go to a yeah. demo somewhere. Even if I can't actually see the headset, I would love to be able to feel that controller. Yeah, have a hands-on with that. Yeah. So, sorry, you need to arrange another uh, Vita thing like we went to that day <laughs> downtown, the Vita Social Club. Yeah, and what was it, a Sony, like a near Sony store or something like that? I can't remember what it was. It was in a random spot. It was like a old retail joint that they had converted to this. You've heard that story, haven't you, Brent? The the Sony Vista? Yeah. Uh, we Sony mentioned Vista. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With uh, Uncharted 3 <laughs> playing with the on the 3D monitors. and Yeah. I thought Little Deviance was going to be the next, <laughs> the next great experience. <laughs> It was good. It demoed so well. Oh, it showed mm-hmm. you. It showed you the back of that thing. And I'm glad you, it came free with that. It was great. I mean, you read about it and you go in and you're like, uh, I don't know about that. And the way they had that demo set up with Little Deviants, I was like, this is pretty essential. <laughs> There's no going back. <laughs> then they shoehorned like remote play. Like I was playing Destiny. I was throwing grenades with the, the back <laughs> touchpad and stuff. <laughs> Hey, experimental Sony pushing the pushing the boundaries. That's fun, Sony to yeah. me. It's, and they're they've been hardware gurus for longer than any of us have been alive. All right, that's your first look at PlayStation VR two, the appropriately named VR two. Go check it out on the blog. Uh, Capcom announces Street Fighter six alongside the other controversy, the eighty dollar Adobe stock logo. <laughs> Did y'all see that? Yes. (laughs) The Street Fighter logo can be purchased from the Adobe stock page for $80. And then there are other jokes that the six tacked on there looks like a notification and that they need to clear their... (laughs) (laughs) The jokes have been good. So it's just a teaser trailer. Uh, This comes from The Verge. Capcom has announced Street Fighter VI, the next major entry in the iconic fighting game franchise, which is celebrating its 35th anniversary this year. I did that last year. Uh, a brief teaser trailer was released following the season final of the Capcom Pro Tour, where Kawano defeated veteran Daigo Uemihara. The trailer doesn't show any actual gameplay, but it suggests that Street Fighter VI will have a more realistic art style than previous games in the series, at least as realistic as you could ex- uh, expect while maintaining a Ryu's formidable proportions. And he looked like he was on steroids. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what. Definitely different art style. Yeah. Oh, he had a beard, too. Did y'all see that, like, in yeah. the shadows? Like, he had a... Yeah, we got a we had a grown up Ryu. I mean, he, had still a beard. Get he had a beard in five also, so did he? It's, yeah, but it was more of the cartoony cell shaded. But this one's definitely a, a different engine running it. They can give you that impression. So still want to get into fighting games. I would love to all of us sit down and stream. Uh, you guys introducing me to fighting games. That would be a I, lot of fun. I got so many, so I don't know which one you want Heck to. Heck yeah, with. I do too. I'm not saying I don't have them. I'm mm-hmm. saying I, I haven't learned to appreciate them. I have it's like so outside of my wheelhouse. Because I got like I think when I loaded up my Polymeg, I think about sixty or seventy of them were fighting games. So, Oof. I just for PlayStation. Dang. 
So I've got I got Ooh. a lot of fighting games. Even more for Saturn. Yeah, you do have a massive collection. Because I even I have the original Tatsunoko fighting game before they did the uh, Capcom versus Tatsunoko All Stars. So I have the one where like where are all those Tatsunoko characters came from? I got it on PlayStation. So and the thing's super expensive too. But it's a really good fighting game. It's solid. It's very good. Yeah, and it wasn't even made by Capcom before they did the crossover. So damn. Uh, the Verge notes that Capcom is hoping Street Fighter VI has a better launch. Uh, it looked and played great when it came out on PS4 and PC in 2016, but there were server issues, bugs, and a dearth of content. The game ultimately sold more than 6 million copies, which is a success. Yeah. And subsequent after subsequent revisions, Arcade Edition and Champion Edition were met with a better reception. Um, did they say this was multi-platform? I'm assuming at this point. Not yet. No you platforms it, were announced. You think it would be unwise to assume? Uh, depends if Sony paid for it last gen. It just right. all depends. What Sony's deals. in that thing where their money had in certain things, so this could be it. Yeah. So who knows? It's odd that they wouldn't announce platforms because if it's gonna be for everything, you, you pretty much would announce it now. Yeah. But, Are they still using that that framework engine, whatever it was that they came up with for FrameNet or whatever it is? They yeah. FrameNet like, or something like that. that Resident Evil. The, Resident Evil change, I think. To yeah, something else. That's R. That's R. E. That's just an R. E. Engine yeah. now, and it so could be running on that. But yeah. I mean, they, there's no telling. Either it, it could be exclusive to the platform, or it could be they don't want to say it's not going to be playable on older consoles yet, or they don't know whether it's going to be playable on. Yeah, that's part why it's a bunch of things that could be preventing them uh, from uh, saying what platforms are on. So none of us obviously are game designers or know anything really about game development or the process. But it's always crazy to me how they scale these engines, like. uh I mean, for better or worse, EA's Frostbite engine that they had powering, like, FIFA and Madden, but also, like, Battlefront and Battlefield, and it's just a Dragon Age. I think, didn't Dragon Age Inquisition end up porting to Frostbite? It's just bizarre. Yeah. Then you have the Decima engine that powers uh, Horizon and... I mean, what, what do you Death want EA to do? Uh, resurrect the Renderware engine? <sighs> yeah. I see that logo sometimes, and I'm like, <laughs> this shit was everywhere. And Havoc Physics, you would see Renderware, then you see the Havoc Physics logo pop mm -hmm. in. Like, all right. Let's let it die, man. Let's I know what die. this is going to look like. <laughs> uh, the bigger news, I thought, uh, I mean, Street oh, yeah. Fighter 6 is huge, but uh, they also announced Capcom Fighting Collection, which brings together 10 classic fighters with online rollback netcode coming June 24th, 2022. Basically, it's a Darkstalkers collection alongside some other big ones that I've never heard of, but Cesar was super excited about. Um, this is coming out for PS4, Xbox, PC, and Nintendo Switch on June 24th, like stated, and includes the following Darkstalkers, The Night Warriors, Night Warriors, Darkstalkers Revenge. It's interesting. I guess the one is an arcade one's the home port, the way they flipped it like that. Uh, Darkstalkers is weird because I think Sony had the exclusivity for the first one and then they... Yes, I have Night Warriors on Saturn, so maybe that's the Saturn version. And then on Saturn, they had the second one, which I think was Night Warriors, and then you can do a code at the beginning to unlock the original game. That's how they got around the exclusivity. Nice. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff with the whole Darkstalkers games throughout all the platforms. So. Uh, you also get Vampire Hunter 2, Darkstalkers Revenge, Vampire Savior, The Lord of Vampire, Vampire Savior 2, The Lord of Vampire. We were struggling for subtitles there. Hyper Street Fighter 2, the Anniversary Edition, Red Earth, Super Gym Fighter, Minimax, Pocket Fighter, Cyberbots, Full Metal Madness, and Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. All those games online with 
net code rollback for 40 smackers. Yeah, I'm excited about uh, Red Earth. I think they called it uh, Wazato in Japan. Red but, Earth uh, was the one that I saw that I was like, what the hell? is Like the lion? It had the lion head character? That those, was uh, the awesome. First time we got those characters were um, in uh, Capcom Fighting Evolution on PS2 and Xbox. They brought over some of the, uh, I think the lion is in, in that game. I've seen him in that artwork. I know you're, I, yeah, I'm familiar uh, with that. The other one, Cyberboss, which is a really good PS1 game. It's, um, you fought in these like uh, battle bots type things. So it was like you had these characters and that char- that main character, the one with the headband on there from Cyberbots, he's uh, one of the main characters in Tatsunoko versus Capcom on the Wii. He's uh, featured on there prominently. And that's the one we never got over here either, but it's on, it, it's, it's on PS1. It's a very good fighting game. It's very different because you fight in like these little tiny short mechs that are like uh, miniature Gundams. But it's like, uh, I guess it's more like akin to like, I guess whatever they could build robotics at that time. It wouldn't be like full-size Gundam. It's like, it, it, it made sense. Right, right. But yeah, it's it, that's another good one. A good fighting All game. All these look incredible. Freaking dark, dark Stalkers is awesome. This came out of nowhere. This wasn't rumored or anything, I don't yeah. think. <laughs> yeah. And this is this is how you preserve your games, you know. You carry them over. Just like we were talking last week, you know. And make them available on everything. This is out on everything that you... If you have something that plays games that's somewhat current, you are going to be able to play these games. Which is awesome. Capcom's done a great job of this over the years. I don't think we give oh, yeah. them enough credit. But there's so much of their catalog that's on collections and... Uh, Steam and backwards compatible support and all sorts of stuff. Can't you play all Resident Evil games on PC? Is there, are there any missing from there? Uh, I, I think know they're, the, the they're light all on PS4 are. and Xbox. The light gun? I believe so. I don't think those are ported. I mean, that's quite obscure. All the mainline. I know the Game Boy Color one's probably not on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> that is getting a fan remake. I saw that. <laughs> No, but if you want the complete story, I mean, it's spread throughout on there. I think each one of them's in that damn book of lore. So, I mean, there's story bits in that, those Ligon ones, too, that uh, expand the storyline. So, it just all depends. Oh, mm-hmm. like the Outbreak and... That wasn't Outbreak. What was the other one? Dead Aim? Is that the, was that the one I'm thinking of? Mm-hmm. The Gun Survivor ones? Gun Survivor? Or, or the ones that are uh, the MMOs or that were like the... Um, the online, the PS2 online ones? Outbreak. It was Outbreak, Outbreak, and then Operation Raccoon City when you got to uh, PS3, I think. Yeah. Man, my, I had a manager at EB Games at the time that was hooked on that Outbreak series. He loved them. They, he had a, a group that played every night, and that was their that was their online game on PS2. There's a lot of people keeping Outbreak Fallout number two alive for a while before they took down the server. So. I'm sure there's oh, custom I'm sure, stuff you can yeah. do now with that X-Link and all that. There's probably people, yeah, keeping it alive. Speaking of which, there's there's not been an update on that. I can't remember the name of the project, but they were gonna they were gonna revive Xbox Live for that original Xbox, where you could use gamer tags and all the servers would be up and everything. I can't remember the name of that, but there hasn't. I checked on it not too long ago, and there wasn't any major update on that. Looking forward to that. It seems very cool. Just proof of concept, just to even see if that works. You know. That was Street Fighter VI. Uh, someone tell me about Bethesda's launcher and how do we get our games from there to <laughs> Steam if there's a way. Or so the Battle of the Launchers has commenced. You'll actually have one less launcher considering, yeah, Bethesda's going to retire that Bethesda.net launcher. It is now um, native to Windows 11 with the Microsoft <laughs> acquisition. <laughs> <laughs> 
But Windows uh, 11 exclusive. They say not to worry because all of your uh, your games and your wallet will migrate into Steam. Um, they're going to be doing this in early April. Um, and you'll still be able to uh, play games on the uh, Bethesda launcher until May. Um, everything, it says any game you own in Bethesda launcher will be available for free on Steam. Uh, and... You will not lose any of your um, uh, like Battle.net information. It will still be active. Uh, game saves, uh, a lot of them will migrate by themselves. Uh, and there are a few that may require like a manual um, migration. But for the most part, they say most, most of those games are going to just move right over. Um you have to use your uh, PlayStation 3 memory card adapter that you've oh, gosh. to to, mi- to migrate those saves. That's how that works. No, they're, they're, they're saying they're only letting you migrate to Steam. You, you can't have... There, there's no opportunity to switch them to, say, a uh, Xbox or um, PlayStation account. Which, obviously, since Xbox owns them, you think maybe they would have had that option? Like, hey, well, if you want to bring them over to your Microsoft account, here you go. Yeah, I'm sure that's not just a simple A to B conversion. But they do offer a lot of those on Game Pass. So if you've already got Game Pass, then you probably don't need to migrate all that over. It'd be nice, though. I mean, I'm sure people have, you know, 500-hour Skyrim files that... If they didn't want to play it on Steam, but then, you know, if you're a PC gamer in 500 hours, you probably don't mind booting it up on something else. Yeah. The thing that stands out to me, I had to reread it. It sounds like you only have a month to do this, right? Starting uh, early April, and then you'll be able to access and play games on the Bethesda launcher until May. Until May? So what yeah. happens then? I don't know. I mean, it, it does say that all of your information and everything stays on Bethesda.net. You're not losing anything. And... Um, you'll still log in to certain things through your Bethesda.net account. Um, and still be able to access most of the stuff through the website and in games. So I don't know if, yeah, if it's that small window of here's your time to migrate it. You only have a month to migrate and then you miss a window or that's not really well explained. I would hope it's a little longer. Need to it's a month. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's thirty days to let's say you have both of those things in front of you and you're ready to go. That gives you a thirty day window. But there's a lot of times where people may not have internet access in that window, or they may not have a device that lets them do it. You know, there's all sorts of situations as far as transferring that stuff. But if you're on PC and you're a PC gamer, you're you probably have your Battle.net your Epic Game Store, your Steam library. Rockstar, Rockstar launcher. <laughs> yeah, the Rockstar launcher. And, you know, it's probably as easy as logging into Battle.net and, you know, clicking your migrate button, and, you know. Yeah. Moving your Bethesda account. <clears throat> or linking, guys... linking the account or something like that, and then it's you done. Got... Did y'all ever get anything off this store? I think I only downloaded it to get a free thing if they ever... Like, yeah, it was uh, Elder Scrolls 3. 
they gave you Morrowind on it. And they gave us all Morrowind when we downloaded and activated mm-hmm. best account, uh, .net account. So. And I'm pretty sure I have Morrowind on Steam already, so I don't know if that benefits me. I'll have to check it out. Maybe there'd be some glitch in the middle of this where they like their whole library is free, and you just have to <laughs> log in real quick. Do I you log in by your account to both and just da- yeah start downloading the entire library? I said so my, mine, mine's on my notebook. It's not in here, or I would check. Let me see if it's I'm, on this. I'm looking now. I, okay. I know I know I've bought stuff off there before when it was on sale, or they given something free or at some point. So. I know I I did the Rockstar one to get San Andreas or something for free, but I don't. And I know I have the Bethesda launcher on my notebook, but I have no clue what I did it for. Had to be for a free game. Or it's when I got my PC and it was like, let's add all the launchers. I'm going to play all the games on here. Oh gosh. <laughs> I need the launchers. And then I found God Galaxy, which just pulls in everything. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a like a PC gamer's dream is having God Galaxy stuff on there. Uh, unless it's not on Steam and then everybody just complains and whines. So. Because they have to click another, they have to click another icon. I, I don't know, man. You can't explain the madness. I just look at it and I don't even respond because I know if I say anything, it's going to be uh, the pitchforks return to me. Never respond. Dare always, you? Always laugh. How dare you? I heard a good, I heard a good argument about fanboyism this past week. I can't remember where I read it. I need to find it again so I can quote it. I'll just leave leave it to die. That's essentially what it was, but the terminology was. I don't. I don't. I don't know that stuff, man, anymore. So. No, like we've the, had we've had hundreds of hours of discussion on on this podcast. It's, it's like the next yeah. bit. It's our next story. You know, the soul hackers are still people bitching about it not being on Switch now. Still, it's been like they announced it a week ago, and they're still upset about it. Uh, Cesar, what did they announce a week ago? Soul hackers. All right. Uh, my best of launcher, I've got. Let me finish this here. Commander oh. Keen. They might have oh, given bitch. us a Commander Keen game. My God. It, this is why we're not having it anymore. Just locked up on me. Because <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's frozen what, while I was trying to load on here. They Whatever, man. April to May Fallout, 2021. Fallout 76. It's still. It's still. <laughs> launcher.net. I'm I'm going I'm going away I'm going away I let it just load in the background hopefully it'll fix itself yeah so um we had a countdown earlier this month from Atlas uh, aside from their uh, month of Persona which I think they have five more days to announce something Persona related and which they'll probably do at the end of this month as uh, was everybody's guessed that uh, this is I guess it's supposed to be about the 25th anniversary of Persona yeah uh, so I think there was supposed to be one major announcement in February and I, we're all gonna wait till the end of the month probably. So, and then everybody will bitch about what what versions of that is coming out. Um, wow, oh, this special launcher sucks. It completely locked up. I'm scared if I close, it's gonna freeze my computer. Um, so a couple days ago was it a day ago or two days ago over the weekend, I think, right? Um, the twenty first. Yeah, so yeah, just a couple days. So Atlas made an announcement that they were bringing Soul Hackers two for PlayStation Five, uh, Xbox Series. Uh, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, it will launch August 25th in Japan, and then the next day, 20 uh, August 26th worldwide. It's going to feature English, Japanese voiceover options, English, French, Italian, German, Spanish, Japanese, Korean, Ch- Chinese, simplified, and traditional subtitle op- options. And this is all from Gimatsu, Gimatsu from Sal Romano. 
So this also to uh, to celebrate uh, Soul Hackers Two is the 25th anniversary uh, of I guess the Soul Hackers series, which happens to coincide this year as well. And this is when they were getting fancy with the uh, Shimigami Tyson games uh, back in the Saturn days, because uh, this is the second one in the Double Summoner series. Because I know they came out with Double Summoner that came out on Saturn. It was a Saturn exclusive, and then they ported it to the PSP, and we never got an English version of it. And then they came out with Soul Hackers, which was on Saturn. And then they came out with a like a expansion pack for it with an additional dungeon. And they re-released it again on Saturn. And then they re-released it again on PlayStation uh, a couple years later. And then that was the first one we got over here uh, was on a 3DS. They brought it over mm-hmm. here. And that was based off the PlayStation build. Um, which uh, hopefully everybody bought the digital copy one because I bought it <laughs> when it was on sale. It's like 19 bucks. Pack. 19 bucks now, but when I bought it, it was like five dollars. Ooh, 99 or something like that. When when I had a feeling this was happening because Atlas was advertising like, "Hey, buy all these games that we have on sale." Like, you better mm. get it now. I was like, "Oh, something must be happening." So I went mm-hmm. in there and I bought them all. They had uh, a heads bought, up. Yeah, because I, I bought all the Personas. I bought each Odysseys. I bought everything that was like nine or less. A lot of it was like five ninety nine or ten bucks. So I didn't need it because I have physical copies. But I was like, "Why not?" Um. <laughs> so, but <laughs> what? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So Soul Hackers is the the difference in Soul Hackers is uh, it's like a group. It, it takes place in a fictional city in Japan, and it's a group. It's basically a group of hackers. So they hack into a, a corporation, and there's like a, a list where they list all these winners. And somebody found the list on there, and they they hack in there, and they they input their names in the winners list, and then they end up running into these demons that are um, affecting the internet, basically, or the uh, online world. Like a virus, virus type thing. Basically, yeah. So the the hacker group's called Spookies. So they have like this weird ghost thing as their logo, and so that's pretty much how the story starts out. Team Spookies. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I think the only difference on this one is, this one is the uh, this game is being done by the same guy who did uh, Tokyo Mirage, same director. Uh, He also did. uh, I read that that was why the art style was kind of different. Yeah, yeah, it looks very... It doesn't seem like it has the same Soul Hackers feel. He's done other Devil Summoner games. I think he's done the Rado ones, 1 and 2 on PlayStation 2. But he hasn't he hasn't done anything since the PS... He didn't do any of the PS1 spinoff Devil Summoner games. So uh, so this one seems to have that feel of uh, Shin Megami... Uh, Shin Megami... Um, Tokyo Mirage. That's what mm-hmm. it has that feel. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it to everybody's advice. Uh, you have all the people who have Xboxes. Uh, celebrating that they got a Japanese RPG game in day one, and then you got all the people who have Switches that are still whining now to this day that that version's not on there. So, I I find it hard to believe they would shun that huge install base, so I'm assuming... Give uh, it a year. Yeah, I'm I'm assuming something... It couldn't be day and day. I'm sure sure there's a version of it's going to come out. It probably didn't... They didn't want to hold back this game for a Switch version to be ready. Or Or they're still looking at it and and they might you might get a cloud version, so because I mean we'll see what happens. Because I mean, yeah, uh, Edian Heroes with that one I had that Kickstarter for, they they are still trying to figure out if that game's gonna run on Switch because they had advertised that was gonna be next gen Nintendo hardware, is what they were oh, shooting for. When it was, was the like, NX, yeah, that was like two years ago when they announced that uh that oh, Kickstarter. Not, okay, not the NX. Yeah, I remember you talking so, about those. Remember because they were like next gen one, everybody was like next gen Nintendo because they were hoping that Nintendo would announce something by now. But since they haven't, they said they're because uh, people were asking, "What about the Switch version?" It's like we're gonna have to go back and see if we can get this running on Switch hardware, and they made no promises. So 
Uh, we're at that stage now where some of these games are not going to make it, and people are just going to whine at Nintendo instead of whining at Atlas. All right. So. Let's backtrack for a minute because, again, we're not game developers, but we're not not—we're also not console manufacturers. The, the next generation of Tegra chips, like you could say not even the one, whatever the next generation would be now, the next generation passed what the Switch uses. So what that in, NVIDIA Shield, like mm-hmm. past that. Those are backwards compatible, right? Should be. And are those more easily available than the, oh, the old system on a chip that they were using on that thing? Don't know. Why would I this not be like a... I, there's got to uh, be more to it, but... It's all about it's all about install base, man. There's no point in bringing out something yeah. new, so... And they're selling like crazy still, so you don't even have... There's a very niche audience like us that's pointing out, hey, these things aren't running that well. Everybody else is just playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and... Yeah, everybody's just whining <laughs> about it, so I'm like, I just I just at this point, it's like, hey, man, I'm pretty sure if Atlas can put it on there, they put it on there. I don't... There's nothing holding them back, so... Not like they put it on one console they they put it on pretty much everything but that so so some of the clips Cesar, i know you're enjoying the game and i i know whenever i do play it and brant too we'll we'll be able to look past the technical limitations but there's mm-hmm. some ugly clips of that pokemon arceus like when you look at the open worldness of it like just video clips and things like that the thing is it's ugly <laughs> it's sparse the, but yeah, the, the arceus is very is very uh basic yeah so much pop in and just just basic things like Cesar said that sums it up best but I don't think that's hurt the sales of it at all people pointing those things out I mean it's still yeah. it's sold like gangbusters right like it's a huge reinvention oh, yeah. for Pokemon a major success and you know very it's a very niche art audience that's going to notice those technical limitations I, I don't care about the technical limitations I'm, I'm more uh, the gameplay smooth that's all that matters so that's yeah. why that game looks the way it looks I can't say anything about this game yet because I don't know how it looks. I mean, right. based off the screenshots they had on there, everybody assumed that it could run on Switch. It may not. So, like I said, I find it hard to believe they would not have tried to get on that hardware. So, all the again, all the armchair game developers, we cannot point out what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. So, so I mean, I find it hard to believe they would skip out that in, install base on purpose. So, there's got to be a. That's basically reason. why everybody's out there wanting about it, like they're skipping on purpose. Like they, like no, we hate you. I'm like. So, I mean, it's not an argument you can have with anybody because everybody online is going to get defensive about it. So, hey, let's hear it for the Xbox people. They're going to get an Atlas mm-hmm. RPG. That's they were super happy awesome. about it. Yeah, they were like, yeah, awesome. finally, day and date, too. Yeah. yeah. When's the last time we got a Persona game? You know, Shimagami, was it Shimagami Tensei 9, I think, was on Xbox. Original Xbox. Mm-hmm. That was and the last time we got one. Apparently, it's a trash one. It's not a good one either. Mm hmm. Well, that's the last time they got one in that series outside of the fighting games, so the Persona fighting games. So. That's true. It's funny they got those and not the mainline ones. Uh, Sparks is a 360 install base was large when the fighting game community at that timeline, so they pretty much had to do it. That makes sense. That genre specifically was was proving to be more successful than anything else they could put over to it. That makes sense. But yeah, so it's coming so out this year. Coming out quickly, so yeah, we'll summertime. See how it plays. Yep, summertime and the soul hacking's easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Uh, I'm starting to get back into that phase. I see three disc 25th anniversary music album with 30 tracks. Uh, I've been finding a lot of finding a lot of game soundtrack CDs. I sent you guys that picture. I found the Tempest 2000 soundtrack <laughs> on CD for Atari Jaguar. <laughs> 
And of course, that sends me into this mad rush of it's uh, Cesar's The Weekend gift where he's at the Super Bowl. I'm like, I'm looking through shelves and everything for I'm looking for hardware. I'm looking for games. I'm like, this is here. This is not here for a reason. <laughs> then I find a 3DO sampler and I'm right. I'm right back at it. I'm like, there's something here. It's got to be a console, some controllers. It's got to be something here. They probably looked at it and it didn't play, you know, a DVD or something and they threw it away. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I can imagine in my head. But uh, game soundtracks, um, I back to getting those on CD, and they're just so awesome to have. The Link's Awakening one is like 40 bucks right now on Amazon. I'm very tempted to get that because it has both the remake soundtrack and the original. So I'm very, very tempted. I've got to have uh, I've got to have my bootleg CD conversation with Cesar again. I know we had it like 20 years ago about which ones are was it like DMCA or DIC? DICMA were like bootleg CDs or something. Like Chinese ripoffs almost, a reprint. Mm, if you depending on where you get it from, so. Yeah. We had this discussion many, many moons ago. All right, that's Soul Hackers 2. Uh what might not be coming out this year, according to Jason Schreier. Next and year. Next year. Next year. So we're definitely getting one this year. Yes. And they were getting the Modern Warfare sequel this year. Yes, that was confirmed. Okay, so uh, I guess I should just read the fucking thing here. Uh, the, Ver- <laughs> the Verge via Bloomberg via uh, Jason Schreier. The Call of Duty series is reportedly taking a break in 2023. Bloomberg says next year's mainline game has been delayed. Uh, Activision is pushing the game, which Schreier says is being developed by Call of Duty Black Ops maker Treyarch. After last year's annual release, Call of Duty Vanguard didn't meet expectations. That led executives to suspect that it had been cannibalized by the previous year's game. <laughs> We've had annual Call of Duty since uh, <laughs> since I was in high school. I mean, there's I was, there's I a lot of first-person shooters that came out in November, so... Yeah. Oof. And, and you still have Warzone floating out there, too. So. Yeah. yeah, Warzone, I think, cap, uh, cannibalized them more than any other mainline Call of Duty release. I'm sure you have those people lining up for map packs and stuff, but it seems like so, any friends that I know playing it are playing Warzone, right? Well, have, have you guys ever... Have you guys played Vanguard at all? No. I have it off of your recommendation. I have not yet played it. So when you fire a Vanguard and you install it in there, if you had the previous versions of uh, Warzone, um, Black Ops, uh, the new Modern Warfare, and then Vanguard all installed on your, your PlayStation console, you can fire them all off from that one disc. So it opens up a menu and shows you all four. And you can go through, and if it's installed, you can launch them. What are uh, the differences? They're, they're actually different Warzones? Like each one? I'm totally out um, of the loop on this. This is just a launch. This is just a basically like your best of launcher. This is like uh, you pop in Vanguard and you can launch the other Call of Duties. We don't have to sit there and get out of it and go into another Call of Duty. It was with their way to help integrate it in for the online community. It's like, ah, oh, I'd rather just do Modern Warfare Online and just fire that multiplayer up. Or I'd rather do. Uh, okay, but if I send you guys an invite night. If I text y'all and say, hey, let's get on and play Warzone tonight, are you going to respond back and say, which one are we doing? Is that a, Does it differentiate that way? It, you can launch the game from that Vanguard disc. Uh, you have to launch the game still. But is it the same game? That's what I'm confused about. It's a launcher. You're not installing the game. If it's the game's already installed, you can launch the game from that single disc or from that application. I got that. Are there different builds of Warzone? Not at the no. moment. So there's only Warzone one Warzone. 2. Like, if you looked at it for this year, Modern Warfare 2 comes out this year. So there's Warzone 2. Warzone 2 is not out yet. There's only one Warzone. Okay. But if I pop in Modern Warfare, Black Ops, or or Cold War, or 
this past one, Vanguard, I can get to the same Warzone from both of those three. Whatever I think Warzone launched with, you can launch Warzone from those, which I think is all three of those you, you said. Okay, I got you. I think Warzone has been part of all three of those. I think it's so they have, they have leaned on that. So I, became, I know when you pop in Vanguard, it can it can tell you what uh, other Call of Duty you have installed and launch them from that Vanguard list because it gave me that option. Okay. Hmm. So they have made that, like that was their way to like on their discs. whatever was like divided within their community. Like okay, if you still have the other ones and you still play multiplayer on these other ones, then you can launch them without having to sit there. All right, I'm gonna get my disc, but in my Modern Warfare disc. Let me launch Modern Warfare because I don't have a digital copy. So. Gotcha. All right. Uh, however, it seems uh, Activision will release other Call of Duty content. The 2022 title, which Activision has already announced, will be a sequel to 2019 and Brant's t-shirt. Call of Duty Modern Warfare will get a steady stream of additional content, Schreier says. There's also a new free-to-play online game that will be available in 2023 as well. And it appears that that, that will be in addition to the eventual re- release of Warzone 2. Doing the only thing that Ubisoft has done right is keep uh, doing expansion packs that are interesting. That Ubisoft has done? Yeah. Such as? The Assassin's Creed ones that they've done. I haven't played any of the Valhalla ones, but, you know, they're still doing They did do that. that. That gave them extreme legs on those titles. They, they skipped the year for, they skipped, remember, they skipped the year for Odyssey, and they're skipping a year for Valhalla now. Instead mm-hmm. of doing a new Assassin's Creed every year, they just do the expansion packs throughout. So, I mean, they were... I would say they were one of the first ones to lean into that games as a service type deal with uh, Ghost Recon was one of their first ones, uh, but they're they're surviving off Rainbow Six, right? They're just they're just raking in Rainbow Six cash. Have a lot of people played Extraction? Like, has the player base switched from um, Siege no. to Extraction? I, I, I forgot the I numbers they posted either. up there. Yeah, I forgot the numbers they posted. Uh, yeah, Speaking. Um, Speaking of numbers, a very entertaining recent one to me was uh, the original Left 4 Dead versus uh, Back 4 Blood. It was like <laughs> it was ungodly. It was like 20 times what Back 4 Blood's player base was. That old ass Left 4 Dead game. Still so good though. It Left 4 Dead's good. It is solid. We all had fun playing it. Problem is, man, I don't know, man. Back 4 Blood's gonna they're gonna have to keep with it, keep it alive. Yeah. I mean, they're gonna have to keep evolving it. I just don't know if Warner Brothers is gonna do it though. So, I enjoyed my time with it, but I don't know that I would pick that over Left 4 Dead if, if given the option. If we're all getting online to play, uh, I'm willing to give it a go again once they do some more updates to it. And yeah, yeah, it plays because I mean it was kind of rough for us because all the all the freaking special zombies were god tier. So I'm like. Eh. Um, Activision announced initial details about Modern Warfare sequel and a new Warzone experience uh, earlier in February, and both are scheduled to come out this year. While Activision said they will be designed together from the ground up, it's unclear if the new Warzone is a full sequel or a big update to the existing game. Both will be powered by a new engine. I think that's the most exciting thing about Call of Duty this year is that uh, it'll be a new engine, even though it reportedly ran very well on next-gen consoles. It did. Vanguard, yeah. I got it, Cesar. I haven't played it yet. I'm trying to stick to my one game and, and go through it. And Hey, man, no judgment. You do you. I got Spider-Man with that deal, too, so I'm also sitting on both of those. Uh, last but not least, our last news story of the week as we close in the 45-minute mark. We have your PlayStation Plus games for March. I think they're all solid titles, including uh, Caveman Simulator turned dinosaur <laughs> laser shooting game. <laughs> Uh, Ark Survival. But amongst Ark Survival Evolved on PlayStation 4, you have on PlayStation 5 Ghost Runner, 
which looks really good. I've been tempted to play this one for quite some time. I'm very excited to get this for anything with cyberpunkish uh, yeah. stuff on uh, vibe is always a good thing. Uh, speaking of cyberpunk, I'm not going to derail us. Cesar, we finished <laughs> Altered Carbon the first season, and it was absolutely incredible. Uh, Brant, you owe it to yourself to watch the first season of Altered Carbon. All second right. one's second one's good, just not as good as the first one. It feel like it lost something in the. It lost something. The way you said that last week makes me want to just cut it off and be done after the first season and not even mess with it. Like, and, and it, it sucks because Anthony like, Anthony Mackie did such a great job. It wasn't him. I just it just the writing on there. I think they 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 didn't use him well enough. I don't think for what he can do. We'll give your, it a your, shot. your your best bet is like the you know me. I always give like a first couple episodes in there and just if I stay with it, I stay with it. If I don't, I don't. So I'm like I was like hey I'm like I was like two episodes in I was like ah I gave it a chance. You know I was like. Eh. And there's my weekly pitch for Altered Carbon that I somehow keep managing <laughs> to track SSR into. Uh, back to PlayStation Plus, you're also getting PS4's Team Sonic Racing, which I'm excited to play this one. I almost bought this one a couple times. As well as a bonus game they're pitching. Are they bringing back PS3 <laughs> or VR titles? That would truly excite me. Bonus. Bonus. This is uh, for PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Ghosts of Tsushima Legends, the yeah. multiplayer component, uh, is now... Up. I thought they had already done this. Maybe we uh, talked about them doing this. It, it's out on the director's cuts, and I think yeah. there's an update on there. I, I think they're just doing this to help build the online community. Yeah, it's it's free if you already own the game mm-hmm. on PS4 or PS5. Or, I thought they were going to do this a long time ago. Yeah, apparently you can just straight up buy the multiplayer if you would like to it's 20 bucks i think so but or now playstation yeah, plus now it'll be free with playstation plus next month is it good did either one of you guys try this out i know you love the base <sighs> not yet i've heard it's good i just i've never jumped jump back into it you want to go in there all of us and get massacred let's sure. do it <laughs> i live, live that life with you guys. Yeah. we'll all die and go watashi ga <laughs> that's all we hear <laughs> oh my god yeah oh shit <laughs> is that our is that our clan name the in english yeah oh my god that's all <laughs> that's all i remember from the whole series oh my god oh shit <laughs> that's all he keeps saying i think this Purple is a solid Hermit. solid month for uh playstation plus i'm very pleased yeah it's pretty good Definitely better than last month's lackluster titles. Yep. So they remind you, you have until Monday, February 28th to download EA Sports UFC 4, Planet Coaster, PS5 version, and Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon Keep, a game I thought (laughs) was coming out (laughs) still. A Wonderland's one-shot adventure. Yeah, and then we got, what was it, Shadow Warrior 3 on PS Now? So That is big. That is actually, Mm -hmm. that is news. Uh, PlayStation Now seems to be expanding into more of that game pass uh day one um availability type concept which we're all just waiting for that new mm-hmm. project spartacus or whatever they're going to end up calling it because that will i'm sure will behoove the three of us as well i will not mind adding that service uh this is a solid month everybody agrees yes. yeah i was not going to get arc any other way so yes 
Even or, though I do, I do watch a lot of people stream Ark, and it always seems interesting to me. But I'm like, I don't know if I would actually <laughs> do this. So. I will just never forget us. We had this concept of what this game was, and then we saw that E3 trailer or, or game trailers or not game trailers, um, game awards show or something. Was like, it was that Keeley thing on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah I remember because they were all riding on a the party summer. boat. And the boat just disappeared, and they all were in the water. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Remember? And they're like, <laughs> and whatever, whatever dinosaur in the water was killing them all. And I was like, what is what is happening? That was our trailer of the show. Whatever, whatever. Well, show we didn't know it was Ark until it was like, "What game is this?" And it was like, "This is Ark." <laughs> uh, the whole time I'm like, "What game is this?" I want to watch people play this game. It looks so crazy. And all I knew from Ark was caveman stuff. Yeah. Like, what are the, why dinosaurs have lasers on them and stuff? Because it gets all futuristic and shit. So it's weird. yeah. yeah. Okay. Outside of news, um, we're on to games played. Disclaimer, we recorded not too many days ago, and I have not had a chance to play any games outside of um, Monday. I played a few rounds of Halo at lunch. Oh, I do have something to speak about. We have recently found, and we're all going to have to do this. Um, it seems like when we play Halo on Saturdays, we always have a big group. Like, it's always, I think our minimum is like six at this point. There's always at least six people, you know, six to 12 eventually is where we get to. but. Um, we don't ever have enough people to do like the quick matches or the four on four or something like that. We always have too many people. That's what I meant to say. And, uh, I got on Monday with a friend of the show, Russell and friend of the show, Dale at lunchtime. And we didn't want to do Fiesta. We didn't want to do the other usual like four V four. And I saw tactical, what's the name of that? Is it tactical BR? No, it's tactical Slayer. So it's four V four. It's BRs. No map, no radar, no grenades, and you have to, you know, it's headshots with the tactical. Brant, this is the mode. <laughs> I'm hooked on this. Oh. It's so tense. You know, we play a lot of big team battles, so a lot of it's just spawn, run, try to find a vehicle or a sniper where you can, you know, make an impact for as however long you're going to be alive, a minute and a half or whatever that average of life is. This 4v4 Tactical Slayer adds like a tense. I'm not going to say, I've been comparing it to PUBG, but you obviously get to respawn. But it still has that same impact of PUBG because each team is racing to 50 and you have to be careful and you have to communicate. So uh, I ran one round by myself. It didn't go well. And then with these other two, uh, the other two guys in the party, having the party chat, like, you know, oh my ex, hey, he's over there across the crosswalk, that kind of stuff. We were able to coordinate a bunch of attacks and, you know, post up in certain areas and set traps and things like that. And it just it slowed that it's still Halo, but it slowed that pace down. And you had to be, you know, you couldn't just land the first shot. There were a couple of times I got, you know, I would spring somebody and be you know, it, if it wasn't a headshot, they turned around and got me. So you got to be quick with those. And for some reason, this is still it's still PC and console connected. We played with one person who was either cheating on console or they were playing on PC because if you saw them, you were getting mouse clicked on your head and it was just over with. Like if you saw this person, there was no lining oh, of any shots. Or anything. Yeah, it was mouse clicking all day. But uh, that is Tactical Slayer uh, with just BRs on Halo. And we played it's it's smaller maps that we haven't been playing a lot in the because we play big team battle so much. So it was like the launch pad one with the shuttle. And then um, the organic one that's like uh, in a space station or something, but there's like ferns and plants and stuff that are growing. Uh, Cesar, we played one of these in 4v4. 
the last weekend we played that's uh like a white space station or something like white panels on the sides and stuff yeah but that that map's pretty good it was fun to get back into some of those older maps and um there's one that's like a neo tokyo street or something where you have like a arcade and yeah that one was awesome on the freaking yeah the freaking arcade you go in there it's playing the halo theme like 8-bit style yep yep and you've got that all those alleyways and then like that little sniper tower area in the middle that you can get really hung out to dry in and stuff like that but uh this is my new jam if we have less than if we have less than six people if we have four people in there then uh this is my new go-to it was so much fun so that's why i think you get a big kick out of this mode too tactical slayer that is on halo infinite and that is my game played for the week mm. for the past three days <laughs> trying to think if i played anything in the past three days this is mostly uh, me fucking around so i'm like I scrambled uh, as well uh you guys saw me play simply tonight i'm doing that tonight and been playing that and just been going through the upside, upside down, down castle, castle. Oh, so what is yeah. the sword you got you were talking about in the pre-show was it the crescendo or something like i call it the cheeser sword because it does <laughs> like 50 sword. slashes i was like I, it breaks everything i'm just going yeah I mean, you can't. You, you literally cannot die at that point. I mean, if you stay far back enough and just keep um, spamming the attack button, you're they're never they won't survive long enough to get to you. I mean, it, it breaks the game. But there's an actual trophy to to unlock if you get the the sword, and it's a uh, it's the same sword he uses in um, Lords of Shadow too. Um, that might be spoiler relation. Oh, let, let me leave it at that. Cool. So that's cool. Um, I he that character of alucard may or may not be in lords of shadow too i'll just leave it at that um but um and that sword may or may not be in there as well but um we'll just and i'll just leave it at that but uh like it might be. <laughs> i may or may strong. not i don't know i, I don't want to ruin it for anybody who hasn't played you're game. unsure you've never it played has lords neither of confirm game. or denied he could he could not be i don't know you have to play it and find out so um but yeah, I'm just at that point now. I'm invisible, so I can do whatever the fuck I want. Like nobody can touch me. I'm just walking around, just doing whatever the fuck I want. And, and at this point, so this now at this point, it's just me watching like old reruns of The Office, and I'm just doing that in the background, like because it's like I don't have to pay attention. I'm just walking through and and massacring people. So Office is good to have on in the background. I'm believe it or not, I've only seen bits and pieces of The Office and never seen it completely whole to, together. So like I'm I'm slowly been going through it. So. Um, that show the, the, the Michael can have some long drawn out cringe scenes where you're just like, oh god, it's the, please stop. They are cringy, but they're not as bad as Scrubs because when I went through Scrubs, oh, yeah. recently, Scrubs was was bad, bad. So I'm like, I'm like, ugh. Yeah, Scrubs. I'm, I almost had to turn off Scrubs. Yeah. Like, there was stuff in the office I had to skip with, uh, with Michael Scott, but Scrubs I almost had to stop watching completely because some of it they just went too far. I was like, mm. I was like, I can't believe I watched this back in the nineties. But um, it was, it was a different time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Different age. We were all uh, much younger too. Outside of that, I I can't recall if I played anything. Cause it's been like three days since we recorded, like you mentioned. So <laughs> I, I've been I've been preparing my body for Elden Ring. So I, I know that's shipped. They sent me my promotional code, and I installed that already. I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this. I don't know why I got it super early, but I'm like, okay. What is it? What's the promotional code? Like a weapon DLC. or something? Yeah, I was like, whatever. It's like you pre-ordered it. I'm like. Game has not even out for another three days, so they <laughs> fired it off to me anyway. So I was like, "All right, cool." Now show my you're gonna get banned from PSN. Yeah, like how how dare you, sir? Legal DLC and completion of game violation. Um, 
it looked like Fanatical was having issues getting codes, but they've started sending those out for preload this morning. It seemed like they figured it out. Yep, yep, yep. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I haven't been really doing much. I'm just waiting for Elden Ring to come out and um, you know me watch anime. So let's go with that. I'll finish on that. So bring us home, young Brant. Uh, I haven't played much either. I did pull up um the since it was free that uh we what is it we sports club on uh, the Nintendo Wii U. Yeah, and played around with that. I started playing golf. Did you? Uh, how does that work? You get like one free sport, and you have to pay for them. Or? I I honestly I I don't know. I pulled it up. It it wound up like I chose what uh, club I wanted to be in. Um, and you know you can pick any sort of states and this that and the other. And it said something about changing your you can change your club once every twenty four hours and there was a ticker up in the top. <laughs> but what like but and I was able to play everything and I'm like, okay, but I know you can get the game for free, but technically you're supposed to pay for all the individual sports. And I was able to to play everything. You played everything. Was it like a trial thing? <laughs> That's what I'm wondering, if it's like a time trial thing. So um and I saw that, what is it? It's uh, tennis, golf, bowling, and then they package baseball and boxing in together as one. As DLC? So, yeah, so technically there's only four DLC packs. They're all $10 per pack. Yes. It's Where, pretty rough. But that's 40 bucks, or it's like, what was it, 70 or 80 bucks? If you find that physical version of it, so half price for digital. Yeah, but didn't we all buy that physical version of that shit? I I got it and never opened it, so minus minus. I think still. mine is still sealed as well. A lot but, of my uh, Wii U collection. Wii U was like the start of my. I'm gonna buy this because it's cheap and put it on the shelf, and maybe yeah. I'll play it later. And that that collection has grown and grown and grown across the past generations. My Nintendo Land is still sealed as well. Nice. Nintendo Land is good. Play Nintendo Land. Nintendo Land's so freaking Brand good. Brand pitched I, it last week. I'll, That'd be I'll, a good stream game. Who's streaming Nintendo Land these days? Oh, I'll, I'll do it all day long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was. I just booted it up and I was. I was screwing around with golf and my son kind of walked by, and he like s- sat there and watched me for a little bit. <laughs> you always. All, and then <laughs> all these stories with him is like. You reeling him in. You set these traps. You're like, I'm going to fire this up and see if he walks through. And he always notices it. And like, and then, what is this? Yeah. And <laughs> That's then his discovery. I, uh, well, he's, he, he grew up playing, um, Wii Sports. So, I mean, he's used to all of those titles. Wii and then still holds up. Still a good ass game. So still good. A good ass game. Uh, and then, uh, Mama came home after I switched and played like one little fast game of tennis. And by that point, I'm like, um, well, I guess we could all play bowling. I was like, you want to all go into bowling? And so we all started playing bowling. Um, the, the, the missus wound up, um, (laughs) beating us all. I don't know how she got so many damn strikes, but she kept getting strike, strike, strike. She got, she got got all the turkeys. She killed all the turkeys. She got like, uh, I think her score wound up being like, 
a little over 200. Like she, she played a damn That's good a game. Solid bowling game, yeah. Uh, and like the last five frames were all strikes. She got to that last frame, and every ball she yeah. threw was strike, strike, strike. We're like, how the hell are you doing this? Because I don't, I don't know the term, but that tenth frame is like a multiplayer, and you get like a third, you get yeah. a third roll at the end of that if you keep rolling mm-hmm. with it. Um, how does it? Because I've still never played this. How did it's it, it's the same game, right? It's like a remaster for the next generation, kind of. Yeah, it's it's it basically plays the same. Do the people still don't have legs? Because I know on the Switch one they have legs, and that so, to me is still that changes the, everything for you on the Switch one. So it did. They, <laughs> they have legs. legs. They just so keep on, leg on bowling, you can see the other players in the back. Whoever's bowling, you see them up front, but you see. The other players behind, and there's like a jumbotron on the lane that you're playing on, and you can see the players up there behind you, and you know you can wiggle your Wiimote and stuff, and the the player like jumps around and stuff. Um, the players be- <laughs> the players behind you will not have legs. That's <laughs> But the person that's the person that's up there on the lane will actually have be like full bodied and everything. So like it like switches out because like put, tennis put on your legs. It's your turn to roll. Yeah, tennis. Yeah. Tennis, you'll have full legs, but like people in uh, the audience, they're just like the little torso people. The wee, um, the yeah. Um, oh, I meant to mention last week, friend of the show, Jeremy, played that Switch Sports uh, thing that nobody's supposed to talk about. <laughs> he said the bowling was some sort of survival thing. What? Like each frame each frame dwindled down the amount of participants in the bowling. Absol- absolutely not. Huh. It's no, Battle I'm Royale bowling. I'm not doing bowling. the Battle Royale bowling. <laughs> yes, you bowling, are. Bowling Royale, no. no bowling uh, ten Royale. bowlers drop on an island. <laughs> no bowling re- Royale, I'm out. I'm canceling my pre-order right now. I'm looking at it canceling. It sounds good. <laughs> So we did. We only did ten frames of that, but it that it it wound up being really fun. Oh, she stomped a mud hole in you. Uh, I don't want to go back to. It. I know how then, this goes. <laughs> and then she unfortunately had to go and do some schoolwork. Yeah. So, but me and the boy um went and played uh, a quick game of baseball, and oh my gosh, that was that was hilarious. It's good. Um, because. Uh, the misses wound her me wound up on my team, and then we just had all these other random me's like show up. And that was my team so much fun with the me stuff. Like, I, my team was very diverse. I had a dude that looked like freaking Ernie Hudson on there, and then I had a dude that looked like Ned Flanders on my team. And <laughs> 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 then, like, uh, another Are these me's y'all made. Go- no, the they're just random, random shit. And then <laughs> my son's whole team was like all Asian. Like it, there was oh. somebody, there was somebody named Show, and then there was like a bunch of like more sophisticated names that had like the X's and stuff in them that were like mm-hmm. I, I would assume Chinese based names and things like that. Interesting. But <laughs> I was like, what the? Because I have all these different people and I'm making all these funny voices and. And stuff, and you know the one that looks like Ned Flanders. Every time he comes up to bat, I'm like, "Ha, Heidi Ho, neighborino, I'm, I'm gonna hit Ned. a homer." And yeah, <laughs> uh, y'all gave him characters. So I'm always, from a tech standpoint, I'm always fascinated how like how they filled in, like what made him hit some sort of like he hit something, some other server to fill in his team yeah. than than yours did, where he had like a specific different uh, team layout. The roster. baseball, the baseball is interesting because you'll have to sync up, you know, a Wiimote for each person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the bowling you actually didn't have to. You could use you, you handed know, it off. You could do one Wiimote, you could do two Wiimotes, oh. and just or or you know whatever you have and just hand it off. Do any uh, of those use the pad, the game yes. pad? So I maybe the baseball you could do that too, just hand off because one person whoever's batting uses the Wiimote. and then the person that's gonna um, do the pitching gets the pad. And so okay. on the on the pad, you'll press the uh, the top two triggers to actually um, zoom in onto the the catcher's mitt, and he you can position the glove where you want the glove to be. And then you can press the um, ABXY for the different styles of pitching. And you press whichever button you want, and then a ring pops up that shows the power. And, you know, it goes up or it goes down. Yeah, and like then and you let go whenever you're, you know, happy with whatever, you know, uh, power you, uh, you want to pitch at. But you're looking at the pad, so only you see this. So it's not yes. like... Not like playing blitz back in the day where you had to pick a play and somebody's looking at your place. Yeah, somebody's like you're like yeah knows what you're on doing. your own screen. Yeah, Man, you're on your own screen doing it. It's it's it was actually really dang good. Yeah. Um, and I I won by like three points I think. Okay. But but um, we had some some good games and I mean it's it's not as bad as that we uh, baseball where I mean you hit. You know, pop fly and it looks like a dang home run, and that uh, little me characters immediately back there, and they just go <laughs> out. You know, <laughs> we had some times where I hit it funky, and his character went to go uh, grab it, and it bounced off the glove, and they, you know, they pop up with like this exclamation mark, and then they run yeah. and chase it down real quick, and you at least get a single off of it. So we haven't gotten a baseball in a while. We got Mario baseball on GameCube, which was great. And this, I think the Wii one was a port of that one. We didn't get one for Wii U, and we had we don't have one for Switch yet. But we got Mario yeah. Strikers coming, so maybe baseball's coming up. Uh, and then we did boxing, which the boxing is a little odd. They don't have you use the nunchuck, which I thought was was weird. That's what you did in the first one, right? The Wii Sports. Yeah, you had both hands, and you utilized both hands. I always liked that one the least. It seemed. Um. But this one, I mean, you can still you you only use one Wiimote. You tell it whether you're left or right handed and right. you um, you can press the B button, you know, to center your gloves and everything. Um, and you you only swing with whatever hand you're holding the Wiimote in and you can, you know, do hooks. You can do uppercuts or you can just do straight jabs. And then the rest of it is the motion control based on, you know, whether you're moving left, right, back, kind of forward. But other than that's that, janky. It's one, yeah. So it's one-handed boxing. It's just one-handed boxing. I'm like, that's that's kind of weird. Why wouldn't you keep it with the two-handed? Right, because so much of it is like you know a fake yeah, out and then pop, a pop. yeah. So it was that's weird. It was, was a the little... Wii one like this. I feel no, like the Wii sports the Wii one, boxing was way more. It was depth. so. I, I, I thought it was good. Remember? Yeah, yeah. You use that nunchuck. You you know, bop 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 bop. Uh, it was so good. But yeah, it's. Wii Sports, the best pack-in game of all time? Is that number one? I don't know. There was that, um, was it Sega Saturn shipped with, uh, what was it, Virtual Cop? Um, uh, Virtual Racing? or Virtual uh, Daytona. Daytona USA and what Virtua was the other? Virtual Fighter. Virtual Fighter. Two. That's, 
Uh, I think I might put Wii Sports above those <laughs> three. Those three are good games. They are good games. Uh, yeah, Super Mario Brothers is a good pack-in. With, with, uh, with Wii Sports. I don't know. We're crossing in personal personal preference territory. So. We are, but it's just for the spirit of our discussion. Uh, I mean, the PSP had uh, Spider-Man 2. The movie. Uh, we have a winner. The UMD disc for the movie. Brant rest his case. And uh, Lords of Dogtown. <laughs> Lords of Dogtown is the best pack-in of all time. Super Mario Brothers was a pack-in. Super Mario World was a pack-in. PlayStation yeah. came with a demo disc, right? Uh, Yes, and I believe I still have that one. Yeah, yeah, I do. GameCube didn't come with anything. Xbox didn't come with anything. PS2 didn't come with anything. We sport was Wii Sports the last one, the last pack-in type thing like that. Oh, oh. I mean, Nintendo Land was technically a pack-in for the Wii U. You didn't get it with the bullshit version though, the eight gig one. True. We're all forgetting Astrobot. Astrobot has the been that's the latest pack-in. Way and up that is there. A, that's a good one. That's way up there. That is an awesome game slash museum. All right, we'll rank the packets one day. That'd, that'd be a lot of fun. Oh, Tetris. I think we just did. <laughs> Tetris for Game Boy. Yeah. That's huge. Where are we at without Tetris for Game Boy? Uh, yeah, there's a little deviance, too. I mean, we just talked <laughs> oh, about God, that bro. again. We keep bringing <laughs> it up. Back a, it was deviance. a pack in. <laughs> Full circle. Uh, we're all the way back around to little deviance. Uh, did you play anything else, Brian, or is that is that it? Uh, no, that's that's been it. All right, y'all got anything else you want to add here at the end? No, no, I'm that's good. It. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us for another week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. See you. Adios.